What's going on, Jamal? How you living? What up, man? You know what I mean? Just trying to be the best of the best of the best, sir. Whoa. You know this is our 20th episode? That's what's good. So this is the Allen Houston episode? I was going to say more like Barry Sanders and Gary Payton, but I don't know. Was Ray Allen number 20 once? Yeah, he was in Boston. Oh, true. Uh, I don't want that, Ray Allen. I want the Bucks. <laughs> Damn, you don't want the bald sniper, Ray Allen? No, nah, I like the Bucks, Ray Allen. Yeah, he was, that was him. Milwaukee and uh, Seattle, Ray Allen was cold. Yeah, yeah. He always kept this super silky smooth. Allen Houston wasn't a scrub, though. Yeah, he was solid. Do you remember his freestyle from earlier this year? No, nah, I didn't know he rapped. Oh, man. I might have to send you the link. That's crazy. Allen Houston, another Nick that New Yorkers love who didn't do nothing for him. <laughs> I mean, he was on the team that went to the finals. No disrespect. I just, you know, sometimes it's fun hating on Knicks fans. I mean, you, like, hate, you like hating on everything. We all do. That's That's human nature for fun. I like hating on New Yorkers the most, though. Yeah, they yeah, they are fun to hate on. They're, they're, they're wild. But hey, man, speaking of New York, how was your experience this time around in, you know, the most populated area in America? Man, it was amazing. It was crazy. Uh, it was a dope weekend to be in New York. I finally went to Harlem for the first time. That okay. was... Did you see Freaky Zeke? Nah, I didn't see Freaky Zeke. Then it didn't count. I actually, well, I did. Whoa, I was, we try to make it up now. Nah, because I was literally like at St. Nicholas Projects and like or in that area, like really close to it for a minute. Like I was at St. And I think that's where Cameron's from, if I'm not mistaken. So um, that was pretty cool. Harlem's pretty, pretty dope vibe. It has some good food out there. Heard some amazing music from the DJs out there. I had to Shazam a lot of shit, which was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, man, it was just, it was fun. It kind of went by too fast, though. It was like blurred out. <laughs> and I hit Central Park, too. Like, I went to like this, I had like a little picnic in Central Park. You know what I'm saying? That was pretty dope. So it was, it was an amazing trip. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be up there a few times this summer. So yeah, I'm going to get real acquainted with the That's big apple. Up. I want to ask more questions about that picnic, but I don't want to get nobody in trouble. So let's move on. I mean, you know, I was just with some, <laughs> I was with some friends of my friends. Oh, so we could be friends. You know, what I'm saying I was just with like you know a few cool young ladies who were my friends' friends. Oh, true. But, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. The homies, homies, homies. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, hey, I don't know. I'm not from here. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know what I mean? It was cool. You know what I'm saying? It was cool. It was cool. Oh, I So when you said it moved too fast, what happened? What time did you get there? I got there early Saturday morning. And it's weird. Like, I kind of don't remember what I did on Saturday and Sunday. Oh. You sure you weren't drugged? Nobody I remember speed you? I remember what I did on Monday because Monday was crazy. Like, I went to this spot. I had basically I had to buy my ticket at the line. It was a long line that wrapped around the block. I saw somebody who opened the door. They looked important. 
So I went up to the door, like ahead of the whole line, talked to this person for a little while, got his Instagram. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, I mean, you might just have to like just flirt your way in the line type shit. After I talked to him, he was like somebody who could go in and out. So I just went right to the front of the line. I let, I think I let like four, four or five girls who were in the front. I got behind them. It was from the UK. It was actually pretty cool. It was random, just some random black joints from the UK. So I skipped the whole line that wrapped around the block, me and Raymond. Mm-hmm. Jarvi was uh Jarvi was either on some uh Chris Lover Lover L O Cool J stuff. Whoa. Or he was uh pretending like he was too tired. I don't know. So we basically didn't even go with him. So, you know, I'm the man when it comes to riding the train out in New York. So I can make my way around the city anyway. Oh, <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> nah, I am. nah, cause Jarvi, he, you know, say he lives in New York, and when sometimes when we ride the train with him, we be having to go a lot of directions, and oh no, this oh we'll hop on a train, the door be about to close. Hold on, get off, get off, get off. I'm like, oh shit, I thought that was, was good. It's like, no, nah, I'm just talking shit, but so basically, you know, what I mean, without without my uh, New York chaperone, I was moving and grooving on my own, and um, I successfully skipped the whole line made some more friends in the line and that spot was dope. And then I, they had tacos randomly inside. Nice. And met, met some really cool people. I met this one girl. She's like a, she's Puerto Rican. Uh, she looked like a nice black girl, but she Puerto Rican. She's like a skating phenom. Like she, she mm. skates and shit. Like she even got the skates where she like can clip her air force ones on top of it and turn her air force ones into skates. She's a rollerblader or ice skater. The four wheels where she can dance and get groovy and shit. She from the Bronx. Her name's Melody. Shout out Melody. She was pretty cool. And um, you know what I mean? I just so that was that was Monday. For some reason, I don't remember what happened on Sunday and Saturday. Like I really don't remember. Yeah, drugs. Hold on. Okay, wait a minute. Whoa. Oh, I remember what happened Saturday. So yeah. <laughs> we was uh getting ready to go to Blend the was getting ready to go to this spot and Jarvi was like yo we about to stop and get some water guns I'm like okay water guns what the fuck like all right I hope this works whatever I'm gonna just listen to him so we get to this spot it's called fun with friends that party was so dope and um it was perfect we got water guns because a lot of other people had water guns so we was up in there you know what I mean just uh busting shots off you know ganging them was with me you know what I mean we over there shooting girls and you know what I mean getting shot out of nowhere niggas trying to hide their hand throwing rocks hiding their hand and it was just a fun vibe they had like double dutch and shit giant jenga they had like this little three-point shooting joint it was just a lot of crazy shit going on at that party and uh that party I almost i was wilding out oh were you about to sin i was wilding out <laughs> he said it again <laughs> i was speaking in people's ears Whoa, you was the Yin Yang twins? Yes, exactly. Hey, how you doing, little mama? Let me whisper in your ear. All right, now. Yeah, no. Nah, was, was it working? Yeah, it was working. <laughs> it was working so much that the friend was looking like, hey, this is not supposed to happen. Oh. Trying to like step up a little bit and looking at their friend like, wait a minute, what's going on? Is this you? Oh, is this you? Yeah, like at, wondering if the friend is them because they like, this don't ain't supposed to happen. And then, you know what I mean? Uh, she had on shades or whatever. So I didn't really know what was going on. I just, you know what I mean? Everything just on the outside was cool. 
saw the Instagram. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this, this is you? Like, really? This you? But I'm going to just shut up from there. But yeah, man, it was just a oh, fun man. So that was that was Saturday. That was crazy. And then some get the rest of the story if if we ever make a Patreon, go ahead. And then real quick too, like so a chick left with one of my friends, right? Like Mm -hmm. we all leaving the chicks with this person, right? So I'm just like reminiscing on my fun in a party, reminiscing (laughs) on some of the people I met. And the chick gets mad at me. Like, yo, my like, why you uh talking about like that so much? Like, oh my god, like you you making yourself sound I'm just like, all right, whatever. So I'm just like, I'm not really I'm blowing that off, not really tripping. She's still getting mad at me. I'm thinking like, yo, you leaving with my friend. Like, you sounded like you mad. I'm like that. I made friends. Like, what the fuck? Like, you're not even like, you know what I mean? You're not even, I'm not even leaving with you. What's, what is this about? So I kind of learned that sometimes New York girls just want to argue and shit all day, but that shit don't work on me. I'm a grown ass man. I ain't finna see it. <laughs> so <laughs> you deflected it? How did you? Yeah, and I was like, advice? hey, man, I was like, yo, I'm just having a good time. Sometimes this happens when we go out and it doesn't bother me. It was still fun. And like, I mean, I don't understand why you mad. I'm sorry. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm a grown man. So she was upset that you were talking about how much fun you had out loud. She was upset that I was, that I made a friend in there. Oh, and I'm just like, yo, like this, you know what I mean? This joint that I, does she know about Does she, is she the police? Is she a, a probation officer? No, nah, she doesn't know about nothing like that. So, so what's, oh yeah, that's real dangerous. She's just mad, I guess, that I'm like putting somebody on a pedestal, like because you know what I mean. This oh, that, this person yeah, I met saying was, like she's tough. She's a person I met was golden. Yeah. <laughs> so she was just mad that I'm. I, that's I mean I don't know and that she you were saying yeah yeah I dig it I dig it uh, but but you're leaving yeah. with my but you're leaving with my friend. Yeah, so, you walked away with something. Huh? I say, yeah, she walked away with something. No, like we all on the bus going back to like wherever we going, you know what I'm saying? She like with us, like, but it's like, you're not leaving with me, you're leaving with my friend. So what the fuck are you tripping off what I'm thinking and saying for? Like, you just a angry, crazy Caribbean New York joint, like nothing against Caribbeans, but. From New York, especially. Yeah, it was just, I just didn't get that shit. And I was just like, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I just, I sunder, you know what I mean? It's just, like I said, I'm a grown ass man. I ain't finna sit here and argue with no angry ass bird that I don't even know like that. So I just, and nobody, and everybody else was telling her like, yo, what's wrong with you? Like even the person that she left with was like, yo, that shit was kind of like blowing me. Like what the fuck? Like yeah. that's just shit kind of looking weird. Like, sorry, I didn't bag you. Like whatever. Like, it's but the, hey, the six man is back. He's no more, man. He's back to being a so icy starter. So yeah, man, it, that Saturday was crazy. And then I think Sunday is when I went to Harlem and was in Central Park and jugging and eating breakfast and having a picnic, making friends, you know what I mean? Just making friends out there. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. come on, man, friendship. You know what I mean? But New York is, I just feel like every time I go there, I get more and more acclimated and feel more comfortable. So it's it's a great social building place to go to. That's beautiful. Speaking of friendship, that's going to be the theme of our first topic. But before we get into that, do you have any retractions? Because I got one. And listen here, you punks. Oh, just because I was talking about how I don't enjoy the club experience doesn't mean I don't go and do things anymore. I was just talking about <laughs> how the club experience is not as fun as it used to be. But I'm still getting my boogie on. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> you can never see me on the dance floor. 
Whoa. All right. So back off. Somebody got, harassed you about that? Yeah, it was a few people. That, there was some youngsters out there, some young punks out there saying that I'm washed up and I'm cooked and I'm not getting jiggy and I don't know how to get sturdy out here. Whoa, they think you're flabby and sick? Yeah, man. So I might have to, y'all must have forgot. You might have to stand on the couch, though, to prove your point. Oh, man, I have done that many times. That's nothing, man. I could do that again. Hey, watch out. This summer is July. Hey, it's not over. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, man. You you got any retractions? Go ahead. You can comment. The club is an acquired taste. You know what I mean? Like I said, the club, if you really out here getting money, you know what I mean? I ain't going to. I ain't gonna throw no shade. Like that's the club is kind of for the club is kind <laughs> of for true. you. It's yeah. for you to go and ball out and yeah, have true. the bottle girls come to your section and hold your bottle of ace of spade and really do what it do. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. if you like on, you know what I mean, on some other shit, like on some vibey shit, you know what I mean? You might like a good brunch or you might like a yeah. private party or just a certain type of function, you know what I'm saying? But like the club club, like when it comes like to like the rose bars and shit like that. That's for the real ballers. And yeah, that's the Super Bowl balling. Yeah, that's it basically is. what it is. That's basically what it is. But um, I, mean, I don't have time for that. But my retraction um goes out to the uh the White Reaper. I, I kind of retracted it last. <laughs> White Reaper Chet Holmgren, man. I didn't know he had that whip walk about him at all, man. Uh, pause if that sounds crazy. But I didn't know he. <laughs> I didn't know he had any kind of perimeter game whatsoever. I'm just a lost, you know, casual basketball fan, as Dan says. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm seeing him uh, moving and grooving. He needs a, a nickname soon, like a like a white mamba or a white chocolate type nickname. I'm calling him White Reaper right now because he plays for Oklahoma City Thunder like KD did. So you're calling him White Reaper. You know what I'm calling him? What? Ole. Uh, some soccer stuff. Ole. Remember? You know what happens. Bullfighting. Oh, when the homie moves the joint, Ole, yeah, you moved. You know mm. who's getting? You know who's getting Ole today? Chet Holmgren. Oh, he's getting work. He's getting work. He's getting cooked by Kenneth Lofton Jr. I saw that shit in the gym, but I saw him dunk some shit. Yeah, he dunked, and he was getting moved. Yeah, he's and gonna get moved around. Kenneth Lofton Jr. is 6'6", 260, 280, Went to Louisiana Tech. I thought he was Kenny Lofton's son, but he's not. It's a different Kenny Lofton. But yeah, he's bodying a Chet today. It's not Chet, he's not doing what he did yesterday. That doesn't mean he's gonna suck. That just means, yeah, it's summer league, man. And <laughs> he's going against a lot of guys that aren't gonna be in the NBA. So it's gonna take a while for him to develop, but he can definitely be a great player. I like his style. And he's one of those white guys that likes having a black man swag like Joe Burrow, so white people are going to love him. How old is this kid? I think he's 20. Hmm, so he did two years in the pen? Nah, nah, one year. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like the way he can dribble and shit. Like, that yeah, he's 20. Cool. Yeah. And, um, he, goes he was born the in the 2000s. What, what do you think he was going to play like? He was born I, in 2002. I thought he was going to be like a Dirk or like a Kristaps. But Dirk could dribble. Not Chris like this. Dirk yeah, he has like more. Him. Yeah, he's, he has more of a handle for sure. But I mean, what else does he? And he blocks shots very well. 
Yeah. But hey, we'll see what happens. I like his style though. He's from Minnesota. So salute to Midwest. See him, Joe Burrow, they're Midwest boys that like black man swag. Congrats to them. Yeah, I don't know if he got as much swag as Joe Burrow, though. I don't know about the kid that much. I got to Nah, he does. He talks up. Did you? Oh, yeah. You don't watch the draft, but yeah, you should have seen him. He had a sick chain at the draft. Oh, shit. He got chains and shit? <laughs> yeah, he's a saucer lord. His name is Chet, too. And he has a yeah. Shout out, to Chet Chet a, shout out to Chet Hanks, man. Oh, wow. Don't even bring him up. Why not? <laughs> That's probably Chet's muse. What do they call it? White Boy Summer or some shit? Yeah, that was their thing. For hmm. sure. Is Chet, do uh, you think he's going to be one of the uh, best American white guys to get drafted in a while? Or is that Tyler Hero still? I think Chet has the potential to be better. He can be the best white American basketball player since Mark Price, maybe. I don't know who that is. Hey, man, hey, look him up. He was a very good point guard in the 80s, 90s. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Dang, so Mark Price was obviously better than um, J.J. Redick and Jason Williams? Yes, don't be disrespectful. I'm trying to think. I can't think of no other white. <laughs> I guess Chris Anderson obviously wasn't all that. Yeah, the Birdman, man. Yeah. Um, what about the... Uh, the Barry boys, wasn't they all right? Uh, Rick and Brent and Scooter, uh, they tried their best. Rick and Brent were good. They were cool rotational players for a long time. Uh, yeah, and Dunleavy didn't do anything in the NBA, right? Yeah, Michael Jr., not really. Damn. Then I almost thought about Drogic and them, but they're not American. Then you forgot the king of the white man. Who? Kevin Love. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. hey man once, <laughs> once he linked with lebron he just yeah i know i know he disappeared to a lot of people that's why I, that's why it's funny kevin love because when you know it's a thing that happens with the big three that lebron structures when you know it's him being the do everything forward and then you have the you know the great guard d wade Kyrie. that's the number two and then the big man becomes the number three. And Kevin Love went from averaging like 27 and 14 rebounds to getting 16 and 10. Yeah, like he became a shell of himself to play for that team. So, I mean, hey, it's unfortunate. It's like he could have become a Hall of Famer, but hey, injuries happened and his role diminished during his prime. And hey, it is what it is. Now he's just going to be a good player that was, you know, balling in the 2010s. Yeah. Well, good luck That's, for her. Nah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, well, I guess this is a good little win for the uh, white American basketball fans. Y'all, I might have one finally. Yeah, Chet Holmgren. I was trying to see if he would go number one because I think the last time a white American went number one was the mid-70s, so... They haven't had one in a long time. And hey, I don't, Chet was their best chance. I don't think they got another chance for a decade or two. What is the Jabari kid doing? I always ask about him. I haven't seen much, man. I don't think they've started. There's a few other summer leagues. They're doing some different stuff this time around. They got a California one, they got a Florida one, they still got Vegas. So 
the mm. teams are spread out differently. So oh, man, yeah. true. Yeah. So we'll see. But hey, this is summer league. Hopefully they have fun. They do their thing, but it's not the NBA yet. Even preseason, that's not the NBA yet. So we'll see what happens when the real season starts in October. But hey, let's talk about something that was inspired by a New York legend, French Montana, hmm. and, and Harry Frog, another New York legend. Their album. Yeah, the music of the Harry Frog. You know this, John. Montega, their album. Hey, check it out if you like swaggy music, if you like smooth player, jiggy street music. It's vintage French Montana. It's crazy. I haven't listened to a whole French Montana project since maybe his first album, Excuse My French. That's like 2013. Since then, uh, he's just been like a singles guy. I hear a couple tracks here, there, skip around on a couple tracks, but he never, you know, he kind of lost his sauce a little bit when he became a mainstream artist. He just became too feature dependent and, you know, he became a meme in a way, a caricature of himself. That happens to a lot of artists, I think, when they get too big. And this time it's like he just went back to basics with Harry. There's a few features on here, but they all kill it for the most part, except for Quavo. Um, Babyface Ray's on Drive-By, they go crazy. Keep It Real has ESTG. Oh yeah, Rick Ross. He, he has to do a project with someone like Harry Fraud. As soon as he got on the beat, it sounded like gold. Uh, who else? Oh yeah, the jump bricks and bags with Jada Kiss and Benny, the butcher that went crazy. Uh, yeah, Quavo's drop top. Nah, he didn't need to be there. Damn. The song, yeah, the, say that. Yeah, the song he had with Chinks is dope. Drunk thoughts, sober words. I like that. He tries and Chinks drugs. Yeah, he That's tries and yeah he tries to incorporate Chinks often in his music. And a few times he talked about losing Chinks and Max on the album. So it's like you can tell that's been weighing on him. That really sucks. He really lost his two best friends, one to the criminal justice system, and then one to you know violence in the streets. So. But yeah, this album is hard. Like it's vintage French. And I like he has like a couple on the song. Yeah, drunk words, sober thoughts. It's like Ebro serves like like an interlude in between the verses. Like one of the parts is when French pulled up and you know Ebro's gassing him up and talking about oh what you and Harry Fraud do, whoop de whoop. And then before Chinks verse, Chinks was breaking down what his name is. It was an acronym. Hmm. But yeah, that joint was tight. Like, it was a dope song. Like, for him to still try to, hey, put Chinks on his shit. But yeah, this album is dope. If you like smooth street music, you know, French Montana, he's not the most lyrical rapper, but he has his own sway. He says cool stuff in a tight way. Like, he has his own flavor. He's like, a drunken master to me he slurs his words he has like an off style flavor but it works and his style of working with harry fraud um harry getting these obscure samples or 
alternative music samples and put in his wave and his style on it, on the drums and all that. Like, it just works. But yeah, this album is dope. If you like French Montana, check it out. Even if you don't like French Montana, you just want something smooth and new to listen to, check it out. Did um did Stack Bundles rap with them a lot? He was, I don't know if he really worked, wasn't he more with uh, Jimmy and Dipset? I think he used to be with Chinks a lot. Oh, yeah, he was very cool with Chinks. You're right, you're right, yeah. They had a swaggy, like, all-star team. Yeah, it was, yeah. I think then they were from different areas. They weren't from the boroughs, right? Well, I think Stack Bundles is from Queens, Far Rockaway. Oh, true. Oh, I think true. Chinks is from Queens. Oh, true. That's what it is then. And then Max yeah. is from Harlem, obviously, right? Yeah. And then, you know, French is from Bronx. The Bronx, that's right next to Harlem. And then Jim kind of was moving Bronx and Harlem. Yes, Bronx and Harlem. And like a lot of people, I mean, Jim Jones, please don't get mad at me, but a lot of people credit a lot of some of the things he was doing to like Max and like Stack and all them. So, you know, Jim Jones has always been a flavorful uh, fellow. So it's just kind of crazy, like how we be talking about New York rap and shit, but a lot of people don't mention that Max B got locked up, Chinks passed away stack bundles passed away uh jimmy and french had their problems like if they probably could have like all meshed well that could have probably helped new york rap yeah it would have been a wave all-star team for sure and that's the thing that's very true max b going to jail changed new york rap forever he was their king he was gonna modernize them and when he went away it got murky he was going to modernize them because especially the way he sings and shit that's what i'm saying that's what he he was doing what the wave became he really was the wave he's the silver serpent it's him and that's the thing i used to always hate on max b back in high school even early on in college but then i realized eventually like dang i just listened to majority melodic wave music like i used to hate on 50 cent but like 50 cent it was weird i used to hate on like i used to laugh on melodic niggas sir i think it was just the new york thing because i used to like texas niggas that were melodic new orleans other areas but it was just it probably was like you mentioned earlier it's fun to make fun of new york and laugh in new york but yeah max b was ahead of the wave he was definitely a visionary and him going to jail that fucked up everything because it was supposed to be him and French together but then it was just French and then it was kind of like eh. and then Rocky and ASAP Mob came Action Bronson then it started to change a little bit but it's still like they never had the next superstar like ASAP Rocky is a bigger fashion boss than he is a rapper I couldn't really I couldn't really hate on Max because of Geo yeah, G- yeah, he used to crank him too much. <laughs> and he said he used to talk like him and just say shit. And I would be like, why are you saying this? Where are you getting that from? Like he would be yeah. like, ow, ow. Like no, it's that wave, it's that wave. Like he had like the whole Max lingo. So yeah. just being around him, he would tell me like where it's from. And then I would go see and I'd be like, Oh, okay. I like, oh, all right, all right. So Not I could be not Max B. He was he was too next, especially with the DVDs. That's when I had to respect him. I was like, yeah, this guy, he's too soft stuff. I mean, he called himself Big Avelli. Like that was <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he had a perm doing it. Yeah, I mean, he, how else was he supposed to do it? 
And then, I mean, I don't know. And then when I went to VCU, <laughs> I linked with, I was with, around this dude a lot who was from Connecticut. He used to bump like, um, like uh, French with uh, Dame Grease type shit all the time. Word. And that shout really out, put me on the max in French. Shout out Jordan Mansfield. Remember him from Connecticut? Mm-hmm. He used to bump a lot of Max B as well. He used to always try to bother me and be like, hey, come on, man. You got to fuck with Max. I know you got to fuck with Max. Cause you like music, he's like, all right. I'm like, but then hey, yeah. One day it just clicked. I was like, yeah, they were right. Shout out Giovanni. Shout out Jordan. Yeah, I'm gonna but, check hey. this joint out because you know I didn't listen to it, but I'm gonna check. Oh it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. You still <laughs> haven't listened to the little baby song, right? With V's and Four Two Doug, literally your favorite rappers. You still haven't listened to it. No, I haven't. Exactly. See, you're a trick. So hey, it is what it is, but. What do you think makes a great rapper producer duo? Hmm, what do I think makes a good rapper producer duo? Um, that's gonna be hard for me to explain. It's just uh, is like I can't explain it. It's just it has to already happen for me to explain it. I I don't really I can't really put in words like the the nuances and the chemistry and what they do i don't know i guess when a producer can make a rapper kind of get out of themselves and have to keep up with like the energy of their beats and have to switch up shit or just have to catch like a certain vibe um that's what i would say because um like i don't know it's just if they or if they just know what the rapper sounds the best on like they know like hey i know what you sound good on follow my lead rap on this and they make the rapper sound better that's the best way i can explain that that's good i would say something similar yeah like we hear rappers with other producers but there's you know a special chemistry when they work with someone different or someone specific because they know how to use certain percussion or instruments that changes the way someone wants to flow or ride a beat or try to do different cadences or melodies. That's what it's about. And then even with a producer, there might be producers that you like, but they're like, ah, they always with a rapper that I don't really fuck with. I wish they worked with whoopty whoopty whoop. And then when it does happen, Metro. It's like that, yeah, it's like magic or something. So that's what I look for. Like, hey man, what gives me and hey, do they build a specific sound that you see it's distinctive like all right cardi every like rapper producer that's been like a staple of hip-hop since the beginning a rapper coming up with a certain producer now it's more different because people just emailing beats in the internet it's not like oh jamal's a producer i'm a rapper we went to the same high school so we're going to become a group it's not like that anymore it's yo let's go on youtube and download these beats <laughs> mm-hmm. so so the chemistry isn't the same anymore and you hear it in the music that's why things don't stick as much and they're not as timeless but there still are certain producers and artists to this day that are still giving you that good chemistry and great music together when they link up so i was just gonna name some of my favorites since 2010 i don't know if you did any list or you just gonna evaluate what i say i got a few all right so i'll just you're probably gonna name like three or four of them but we'll yeah i'm just gonna 
Future and Zaytoven. That's um, a good one. Currency and Alchemist, Playboy Cardi and Pierre, Payro yep, and Cardo. Yep, that's two. Pusha T and Ye, Gunna and Wheezy. Yeah, I got it. I will have. That's a good one. Young Thug in London. Yep, future, yeah. fu- future and Metro. Yeah, I don't know, man. Nas and Hit Boy. Whoa, you don't think Future and Metro are good? I feel like they didn't do a lot. They did. They did it like for like a little bit, and, and we don't have it anymore. They worked together, you could say, exclusively from 2013 to 2017. But in those four years, they did a lot. Future so was hard for me to come up with, anyways, because I like him with a, a lot of people. But him and Metro do do magic. I want to almost say him and Southside, but. Yeah, really, was, he, he's there too, Future and Southside. But it's really the whole 808 for me because he got certain shit with TM88 I like, certain shit with Tarantino I like, you know what I mean? So it's Most like, of his hard stuff is with Southside, though. Yeah. Like, Southside did all of March. Uh, he did everything on 56 Nights but March Madness. What did Tarantino do? He did March Madness. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's what I'm saying. Like, but yeah, he does a lot with it. Uh yeah, and uh, future and Mike Will's definitely there. Uh, Nas and Hit Boy, Gunna and Turbo, yeah, Young Young Thug and Wheezy, Chief Keith and Young Chop, Valet and Chase the Money, Chase the Chief, Money, that nigga, yeah, Chief Keith and Chief Keith himself, Gucci Man and Zaytoven, of course, YG and Mustard. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Pusha T and Pharrell. Yep. Uh, Pop Smoke and 808 Mellow. Mm-hmm. Bankroll Fresh and Zaytoven. Bankroll Fresh and D Rich. Yeah, that's the one that's kind of above Zaytoven a little bit. Yeah, it's above, but him and Zaytoven are stupid. Don't get it twisted ever in your life. You need <laughs> to listen to his tape when he was young, fresh, the first tape. Oh my God. Trying to get a 36. Hey, don't get me started, man. Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist, Freddie Gibbs and Madlib, you know, uh, 21 Savage and Metro. Uh, honorable mention, this was supposed to be like a top 25. I didn't rank it or anything, though. But honorable mention, French and Harry Fry, Drake and 40. That's not bad at all. I was Hell saying, yeah, Uzi and Molly Raw, too. Yeah, damn, you just took another one. So I was going to say Uzi and Molly Raw because they, they go stupid together. Um, Uzi, Uzi and, and Cannon too. Uzi and Honorable C Note. Yeah, how many songs do they have together? You're right. They don't have like a project or nothing. But yeah. Like eight, but I feel like Honorable C Note used to bring the best out of Uzi. Um, it's I would Molly have to, Raw and Ken. I would definitely also have to add in Larry and Cardo. All true. You already said payroll and uh, Larry. Um, you mean payroll and Cardo? Yeah, payroll and card. But all three of them did do a tape together. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, you already said Pierre and Cardi, of course. You sounded disappointed when I mentioned that tape. Oh, no, I love game-related. True. You Don't used to not twisted. like it. I love game-related. It took a while it. to grow on you, though, right? Uh, Not game-related. Not game-related. It worked fast. I feel like 
you wasn't liking it because of the friend. No, I like um uh, HBK. HBK's my that's his best friend, like the best <laughs> nigga that he brings around. Like that's the one that I if you're gonna bring one of your friends around, no disrespect to, to rap. No disrespect to Doughboy's cash out, but HBK he he works on a lot of songs. Shout out to Overlord Scooch because your name is too plain. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, I like Los and um, what's the nigga's name again? Top Side. Yeah, Top Side. Yeah, that's definitely special. Shout out to Top Side. He has a couple projects you should check out. Sorry to go aside, but you got to listen to. He put out a project recently called Lost Files. It's, you know, Babyface Ray on it, V's, Los, Nutty, Valet. Is that where that Babyface Ray and Nutty song comes from? Uh, it's not on here, but some other stuff is. Yeah, that beat was on. freaky. Yeah, it was too wild. And um, uh, you, you got to listen to Dope Deals and uh, Record Sales Volume 2 with him and... Uh, Rx Poppy too. Oh yeah, they've been wilding out. Well, isn't one of them in jail? Yeah, Rx Poppy. Yeah, nephews who I've been coming across. Yeah, he's he's next. He's he has next. songs like Slime Cito where he's why are they always uh get influenced by people and like do their shit a little bit? He got songs where he's using a racket like old Spanish words, like Dominicano, like they're crazy, like. You can tell who they're like listening to at the time. It's funny as shit. And he has yeah. another American Terrorist song where he's asking a lot of questions. Oh, that's that's I mean, not another song called him. That's his magnum opus. That's his greatest song. Everyone that knows real hip hop and RB knows that song. It's an instant classic. No, but he has another one where he's part two. I don't know if it's part two, but he's asking a bunch of questions and he's just rambling off and he's being very offensive and it's hilarious. I forgot what it's called. <laughs> Shout but, out um, RXK nephew. I would definitely have to say Ant Beats 42 Doug. Whoa, okay, there you go. Um hmm. I had a few more, but you kind of took all of them. Hey man, you can say them too. Yeah, um shit. Oh, uh, Wheezy and Gunna is crazy. Mm-hmm. Of course, London and Thug is crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chase the Money and Valets. Wow. Chase the Money is a dope, dope, dope producer. Yes, for sure. They got some new music out now, too. And for a few, like, probably lesser known art, uh, artists and producer duos, I definitely have to say All Black and DTB. They do mm-hmm. dope work together. Um, uh, Band Gang, Lonnie, him and Come On P do crazy shit together. Um, YNJ and Energy. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> YNJ and Energy be going off. And then, yeah. uh, damn, I think I had another one. But, um, yeah, those would be like the last few I can think of right now off the top of, off the top of my head. Shout out to uh, Future and Nard and B and Future and Will of Fool. What was Meg Thee Stallion's producer name again? Not Juicy yeah. J, but oh yeah, if, if the beat live, you know, Lil Jew made it. True, true. And then, um, of course, uh, the baby. 
Jetson. Oh, and Jetson, yeah. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah, you can't forget that. SpongeBob, sure. you know. <laughs> oh man. Hey, he's been staying out of trouble, so good for him, man. I hope he stays that way. Yeah, I mean, that guy. <laughs> he just neutralized somebody a few months ago. Oh man. Speaking of a guy that not he doesn't get in a lot of trouble. He just gets in a lot of controversy. Yeah, man, Kevin Durant, you met him before in Potomac Mills. He asked you if he was okay because you were leaning, right? Yes. Yeah, so now he wants to leave Brooklyn to go somewhere else. He asked to be, you know, either traded to Phoenix or Miami, the two teams with the best records in each conference last season. Where do you think where not where do you think? Where do you want him to go? What will entertain you the most? And how do you feel about him demanding a trade? I don't. I'm gonna uh, sound. I don't care. He should just go home. <laughs> I mean, like at his house, like just don't play basketball anymore. It's like now, go to the Wizards. Trade. Oh my god! Yeah, come to the fucking Wizards and play with Bradley <laughs> Bill and bring Kyrie's weird ass with you. Come on, uh, do it. You're never gonna beat LeBron, so you might as well do dope shit like LeBron does. When LeBron came back home, you should bring your punk ass to uh, to the Wizards. <laughs> but he doesn't give a damn about this area. I know he, he doesn't. That shit's annoying. He, he did this doc. He did the documentary on PG County about basketball. That was nice. But, hey, his new documentary that's about to come out, Point Gods, hey, it looks like it's going to be fire. It's going to be way better than the PG County documentary. That was just him, you know, that was just like a, a demo to see, you know, how him and his studio and his company could get shit off. He went with his home area first. And that was a cool documentary. But this one is going to be fire. It's going to be one of those ones you can tell. It's about to be about New York City point guards. Everybody's in it. Yeah, it's going to be tight. It comes out on Showtime in a couple weeks. So I don't know the exact date because it's not an ad, but I'm looking forward to that. I would be very happy if he came to the Wizards. I know that's never going to happen. Um, I want him to play with Luka Doncic. Mm, okay. Go ball out in Dallas. But other than that, it's like, sounds stupid. Go to the, you're going to go to the best teams. You might as well just go back to the Warriors. Or go play with John Morant somehow. Yeah, I think they could have tried to make a trade happen if uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. didn't get hurt yet. Or maybe they couldn't because he might be on his rookie extension deal too. But I don't know. But the team that I want to see him on is uh, New Orleans. I want him to go down there to the Bayou and get it turned with him and Zion, wouldn't it be poetic justice and if, CJ. The if the Pelicans traded, you know, the quote unquote next Kevin Durant for the real Kevin Durant? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and Kevin, uh, he might have to go in the deal too. I don't know. Ain't a holiday? No, ain't a holiday. What's the other, <laughs> what's the other nigga that's kind of like Drew Holiday? Whoa. Uh, what? Jose Alvarado? I thought they had like a young dark skinned dude who plays good defense and is like a good Herbert was, Jones. Or was that really? actually Holiday and he left? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you oh. haven't seen him since. The, yeah, that's all right. He's on the Bucks now, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He won a championship with them. Oh damn, last that was year. a long time ago. God, that was last year. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, it was oh. a long time ago that he was on the uh, Pelicans. Yeah, man. It makes, but yeah, I like to see him in New Orleans, but. And it would be poetic justice if he goes to New Orleans and New Orleans moves because they shouldn't be in New Orleans and goes back to Seattle. Nah, they're not doing that. They want New Orleans to have a basketball team because it's a fun place to have a team and have parties and events. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You know that. You you love New Orleans. You've been there before. Yeah, but I forgot the NBA don't want to leave there too. Yeah, they already left there before. They don't want to leave again. Just like Charlotte, they already left there before, so they're going to try to force to make it work. And yes, you know? I do love New Orleans a lot. Yeah. When's the next time you're going to go there? I'm actually thinking about going for New Year's this year. Nice. Didn't you go for New Year's last time? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's tight. So you're trying to run it back. Okay. Yeah, run it back. Shout out to the combo of Shoddy Red and Young Jeezy. But um, yeah, I really don't care where Kevin Durant goes. Honestly, he doesn't. He's just gonna play good and, and not win. Who cares? <laughs> Dang, is he a disappointment to you? I mean, or not? Nah. It's just like he got his two. Do you respect his rings in the Warriors? Or are you you don't like that either? Um, I only have to respect it because he was the oh. best player. But he's like, he's like, he's not like a. LeBron or like a Shaq or like nothing like that. He's more like a he's like a Ray Allen type nigga for real to me. His like legacy. He's not really like the guy who's gonna really like be the carrier of the team. He's just like a good person. Like you know how like baseball niggas be just moving around like A Rod and them. They they be like they're really good, but they not you know I mean they move around and shit and they people win and stuff where they go but he's not like a tim duncan or like a lebron like he's not really gonna carry your franchise and on his back and win he's just somebody that's gonna move around and be good because he's just good but i mean I really... but a part of that is you know being with a good organization uh tim duncan is great because he's a special player but he also had David Robinson, a Hall of Famer, an MVP, a guy that won Defensive Player of the Year. Then he got Tony Parker, a Hall of Famer, Manu Ginobili, a Hall of Famer. Popovich became a Hall of Famer. R.C. Buford's one of the greatest GMs ever. So, hey, it's a collective effort. So, hey, when his team, when the Thunder went to the finals, they lost in five games to the Heat and broke up the team. <laughs> so I mean, what can you do? So that's why he was like, "Hey, I gotta leave." He went to the Warriors. He was the best player. I don't think they're beating the Warriors. Beating that team without him, Draymond said it. So hey, he's I a Terrell he, Owens. Whoa, a team obliterator, as Skip Bayless would say. Okay. And don't and don't disrespect Alex Rodriguez. He played for the Yankees for 11 years. He was faithful to a team. Did he get a World Series with them? Yeah, he won one with them in 09. That's the last time they won the World Series. Well, Kevin Durant's a Terrell Owens to me. True. Goes from team to team doing numbers. Yeah, doing then, numbers and one of the greatest. Yeah. 
but he's just a, a guy that doesn't bond well. Like Randy Sam. Moss. He's like a he's a he's a wide receiver. Dang, he's a diva. Yeah, he's a diva. That's like, what they. But why do you think the wide receiver gets that uh, name of diva? Because in the late um, 90s, they were all just screaming and talking too goddamn much, like Keyshawn Johnson. and Whoa, talking um, too much? Sound yeah. like a white man. Keyshawn was talking too much because he, like, he wasn't like Moss and T.O. Yeah, but that's the ugly thing. They, they, they hyped him up like he was that. He was the number one pick of the draft as a wide receiver, and he's not even the best wide receiver in his draft. But they get it because it's a white sport. That's and white people be hating all the time, but it's because of Keyshawn, T.O., Randy Moss, Chad Johnson, Steve Smith. Yeah, there was, yeah, no one called uh Jerry, Jerry. Rice or none of them divas. Chris, uh, Chris Carter, I he was a diva. That. Chris Carter was a diva, but I never heard anyone say that that nigga was a diva. He was hating on Randy Moss and just talking a lot. <laughs> you talk too goddamn much, you're a diva sometimes. Megatron, he just did what he had to do. Lave Fitzgerald. Just was Ray Lewis a diva? I know he's not a wide receiver, but was he a diva? He talks too damn much. He is a diva, but when you're hitting people, nobody's <laughs> yeah. going to call you a diva. And when you're forcing fumbles and That's having true, like yeah. interceptions that like end the game, like what he did against Eddie George, yeah, no, nah, you're not a diva. Damn. And when you're praying at people in the corner and shit all the time and coming out to uh, it's getting hot in here. Yeah, that is deep yeah. shit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's real deep. <laughs> How you Ray Lewis and your theme song, your entrance song, it's, it's getting hot in here. Yeah, that's sick. He's that's about my, to hit you and shit. Yeah, that's sick. That's my dad's theme song, too, but nah, chill. Yeah, Ray Lewis was wilding with that one. I don't know what, what was you trying to take the culture with that one? I think it's just, he's just an old school man. And, you know, old school gangsters and shit, they listen to like, Funky music before they, they like on, used to slide on some R and B music. Yeah, that's true. Like I was just I was just saw a clip of Menace to Society when uh old dog was cussing out Kane, they was bumping out green. Mm-hmm. When AWAX had to tell them both to shut the fuck up. Then I just tell you the other day a homie was moving like Sharif. Yeah, you did say that. Whoa, is that what made you want to watch it? Or is just a coincidence? I just found his Instagram uh page that um shows like dope black movies like just certain clips of it and i saw and that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie because amc8 is just like you could tell he's just trying to vibe to the al green he's an old you know i mean he's done this shit before while old dog and kane they're the young ones like just talking and just being young and arguing over nothing and and all you hear is and he's like man both of y'all niggas shut the fuck up blah 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 but um, it's called Sporty underscore Hip Hop. You should follow that page. They have a lot of funny um scenes uh, from movies, from great classic movies. Like when uh, Samuel Jackson tried to get Chris Tucker in the trunk. Oh, uh, true, true. On Jackie Brown. Yeah. Or like when uh, Bernie Mac got mad at uh, Bill Bellamy's friends and How to Be a Player because it was playing all that music loud and shit. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just dope Instagram page. Rest but, in um, peace, Bernie Mac. Shout out Chicago. Yeah, rest in peace, uh, Bernie Mac and Robin Harris, because they had some clips from him too. 
Isn't he from Chicago too? Or am I yeah, he's like the OG man? Bernie Mac. Yeah, see, yeah. Shout out to Chicago. Hey, man. Speaking of Chicago, let's talk about the new cover. One of the 80,000 covers 2K got is Michael Jordan back again for what, the third or fourth time? Yeah, they love they love him. It's almost like they want to make up for all the times when he was just player back in the days. <laughs> hey, man, look at this, though. 2K11 is considered by many to be the greatest version of the game. Uh, a lot of people think 2K12 is great, too. And I don't know the other time he was on. I think they said it was like 2K15, 17, or something. one of those jumps, but you know, it's going to be the 2022-2023 season. So they said, hey, 2K23, we got to have number 23, right? So I get it. They could have had uh, King James. He's not number 23 right now. He's number six for some reason, remember? You oh, yeah. He had to wait. To go to, <laughs> didn't he have to wait to go to number six? Because Nike said, hold on, player. We printed too many of these. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, I don't what, I don't know. He's just doing too much. If you want to be Kobe or something, he should have just stayed number 23 on the Lakers. He Let wants to be Eddie Jones, Jones man. Yeah. He wants to be like Kobe. I, maybe I could get both of my numbers retired. I don't know what he was trying to do. Or he wanted Anthony Davis to be happy. So, hey, you can have number three. But I had it already. And we won the championship. You can have number 23 and don't play. You can have number 23. But I won the championship already as the best player on the team wearing 23. But now you can have it. Hold on. Didn't Kobe want to go to Chicago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you think he wanted to do that? I would have liked to see that. He wanted to do that because who else? Who was there? So he wanted to just really be I, in that. He wanted to I, be in that shadow that much. Yeah, I wanted to walk in your trap and try to take it over. That's what he wanted to do. That Can I make been, these people love me like more than they loved you? That would have been fucking tight. He even thought about like when he was younger. I think this was around. Oh yeah, I think yeah, it was around maybe two thousand three, two thousand four, around the time. He was even interested in maybe going to the Wizards to play for the Wizards with Michael Jordan as the exec. <laughs> so, hey, that, that was been, even a rumor. That would have been disgusting. Jordan would have <laughs> got him a few Kwame Browns. I know you don't watch soccer, but this kind of happened already. In uh, the late 2000s, early 2010s, Diego Armando Maradona the man who I consider to be the greatest soccer player of all time. He was the coach of the Argentina national team who, you know, the best player in the world at the time, Lionel Messi, who a lot of people consider to be the greatest player of all time. So it was wild to see the goat of the country coaching the new guy that's trying to be the goat. It was weird. It didn't really work that much. So yeah. Was, was Maradona the dude that was balling in like in the sixties? Nah, Maradona played from the 70s to the 90s. So he's better than Pele? Yes, I believe so. Oh, okay. Because for me, Maradona is the greatest because he made teams better and he took teams to the mountaintop. All, of course, all great players make players better, make their teams better. But Maradona's ability was above the others because... 
most of the legends, they played with other all-time greats, other guys that are special. But he was the one that he didn't play with the greatest club team. When he let, he was at Barcelona, but then he went to Napoli and they won two Italian titles, league titles. They never won the league before. He gave them their first silverware in Europe when they never won that before. When he won the World Cup with Argentina, they didn't have the deep teams that Argentina normally has. He never got to play on like Pele played on all-star teams for the club, just like Messi, Cristiano, a lot of these guys. Maradona didn't do that, and he still won. Not as much as them, because they played on better teams, but he still won. So that's why I think he's the GOAT. And I think his peak from 86 to 90 is the best. But go ahead. Hmm. So that means Dirk's the best. Like, no, I'm just kidding. What? I don't know. You're just getting he's... trippy. Hey, man, but, he didn't play on all-star teams. Babe, Michael Jordan is on the cover. They bring him back the Jordan Challenge. First of all, did you play 2K11? Yeah, I don't. I think I played a few Jordan Challenges, but I was mostly just focused on my franchise mode. True. See, this is before my player took over your life. Yeah, I think I might have had a crazy franchise with the Wizards, I think. Mm-hmm. And I true, think I might have. Hold on, was that the one where Jay-Z was on, on, in it? Nah, I think that's a couple years later. Oh, true. Yeah, I didn't really play the Jordan Challenges, nah. True. Will you try it this time around? They added five new challenges to it with the original 10. Nah, I don't really be caring about trying to be Jordan. I don't like, like, I don't like his shot in the game. So He has a vintage style. Yeah. So if they tried to emulate this like in Madden with Tom Brady, would you be interested in playing a Tom Brady mode? Where I get to like cheat and do tuck rules and deflate balls. <laughs> yeah, and whoa, baby. Spy on other teams and shit. I might do that. That sounds like you some the, type shit. Yeah, you know the NFL won't allow that, but that would be tight though. Yeah, if you get to cheat and like. But what about like, like trying to overcome a 25 point deficit in the Super Bowl or, you know, Against the trash ass Atlanta Falcons? Yeah. That's not, that doesn't impress me. The Falcons gave him a Super Bowl. I'm not impressed. Um, his di- defensive back did a fucking pass interference against Russell Westbrook and <laughs> Pete Carroll's stupid ass. That Russell Westbrook me. doesn't play football. Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll's dumbass. That doesn't impress me. That's why I don't get me started on this Tom Brady bullshit. Oh, man. You already know I don't think that nigga's the GOAT like that. <laughs> He's the GOAT from accomplishments, but that nigga ain't the best fucking football player fuck out of here he's a yeah, he's great... not he, no no he's not the best he's the greatest it's different. i don't care i don't care i don't care about tom brady being the greatest i don't give a fuck who disagrees or who says i'm tripping who cares about what you think tom brady the fucking greatest if you're a tom brady fan <laughs> slap yourself yeah i feel you on that you might as well I be mean, a yankees and a fucking lakers fan Man, there's a lot of people that are that, though. And a Wayne Gretzky fan, and, and say you were a Bulls fan, too. I mean, a lot of people were Bulls fans. I was a Bulls fan. Really got a Super Bowl because of Pete Carroll's stupid ass and Russell <laughs> Wilson's dumbass. And then the punk-ass Atlanta, punk-ass Sports City Falcons gave up that <laughs> fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, I didn't watch none of it. Well, I watched I watched the Seahawks Patriots one at your house, actually. At your, yeah. Shout out to Elijah Manning. 
And shout yeah. out to Michael Strahan and uh, Justin Tuck and all them niggas putting that nigga in his place. You should have seen his eyes in those Super Bowls. No, I watched those Super Bowls. I was a kid. I watched those Super Bowls. And my dumbass I, actually bet money on him and lost to uh, Jen. Jen somehow <laughs> knew that the Giants were going to win. Yeah, my dad knew the Giants were going to win. That's funny. She knew. Hey. Girls, be, girls be keeping up with me in sports and shit. I don't like it. Yeah, you could. You don't really be knowing stuff. That's yeah, the but... that's that's what makes it good for them. But I didn't see the Eagles Super Bowl. You enjoyed that too, right? Um, when that's they lost to the Eagles. No, when oh. they lost. Oh yeah. To sec- yeah, with Nick Foles. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was weird. It was like the Eagles, <laughs> the Eagles weren't supposed to do that. See, I'm not that much of a Tom Brady. I'm not that much of a Tom Brady hater. That if I if I'm a Tom Brady fan, that would piss me off. <laughs> How y'all supposed to lose? Going to lose to the Eagles, but Nick Foles was going crazy. Yeah, Eagles but, also um, a backup. Yeah, but uh, I don't think Deshaun was a part of that. I don't think I don't think LaShawn was a part of that. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't there. They got they been got rid of them by because Chip time. Kelly's stupid ass. These dumbass Pac-12 <laughs> coaches, man. Well, the Pac-12 is about to disappear. Don't worry about that. Hey, we could talk about that right now. Good segue. USC and UCLA are leaving the Pac-12, I think, next year or 2024 to go to the Big Ten, which will kind of kill the Pac-12. So how do you feel about all this conference realignment and how college football is basically going to make everything in that sport, a two conference league, the SEC and the Big Ten, and then the midget Mac, everybody's gonna be a small conference to them, a mid-major. First of all, nobody cares about UCLA football. Yeah, they Um, don't, they were broke. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Um, It's kind of interesting because Oregon to me is like the next top dog and maybe Washington and for football at least. Yeah, like but Stanford, I've, Stanford's a big dog. Yeah, I've seen people say that they'd rather have Stanford and Washington because Oregon is cool, but it's just Nike. While Washington has more recruits, and then of course you get another California school in Stanford, which is the Bay. But I saw a podcast earlier today with Bamani Jones. He was with a Joe Anderson. He's another journalist. And he was saying that people don't really care about college football in the Bay Area because the stadium's too far away from like campus and a lot of stuff. Things specifically with like Stanford and, you know, Cal Berkeley, they're not really a football school. They have a couple cool moments, but so I don't think the Bay really cares about college football. And with LA, it's just USC because, like you said, UCLA is Traca. Shout out Maurice Jones Drew. He's like the only great thing they've done. In recent memory. Yeah, they're more of a basketball school to me. Yeah, they are a basketball school, and USC's the football school. But um, college realignment, I think, is this like a side effect of the stupid BCS stuff that led to the playoffs? Like, isn't a playoff supposed to stop this? No, it's about TV money and media rights. That's what it's about. It's not about the playoff. It's about money. How can I get the most money out of these TV contracts? And in the situation with the ACC, I think they signed a long-term deal with ESPN that now looks really stupid. So eventually Miami and Florida State and Clemson, they're going to have to be look around and be like, hey, 
do we want to stay here and drown in this whack-ass conference? Or are we going to try to get into SEC? So will this realignment make situations more hot, like more upsets kind of, or will it, or will it also block out certain teams from being able to, to make a run because they don't play good enough people? Like, will anything yeah, like happen? Yeah, it's going to be like two Super Leagues, the Big 12, or sorry, yeah, the, the, the Big 12, the Pac-12, the ACC, they're going to be like mid-majors. They're going to be smaller schools trying to form. Maybe they'll try to form and do some weird stuff together. Uh, Notre Dame, they might try to navigate and get in the Big Ten. So there's a lot of things that are going to move. I think the playoff will still exist, but this is all about media rights, man, because all of these schools are realizing what controls college athletics, football. If you have a great football program, that takes care of everything. If you have a great basketball program, it's good. It can take care of everything if you're at a school that is that great, like UConn or something. But the average college basketball program, you're not going to make as much money. Like as good as Duke basketball is, they don't make as much money. They don't make the same amount as Alabama football because America, we love football more than basketball because football is the best designed sport for the attention span of the modern American. This ain't the 1940s when nobody had cell phones and you were willing to watch baseball for three and a half, four hours. Football is tight. You got one day, you can dedicate yourself to watching something all day, whether it's Saturday with college football or Sunday with the NFL. So with the way we consume TV and all these things, what's the only thing that grabs the attention span of the human being right now, live television, live football. That's literally it. If you look at the highest rated things every year on programming, it's gonna be football, like maybe 80 of the 100 things, no bullshit. That's how dominant it is because, you know, in the cord cutting era where everybody has Netflix, Disney, Hulu, whatever, you don't watch live programming unless it's sports and football. Because basketball isn't or pit bull, like that. Or pit bull on New Year's. <laughs> Behave yourself. But yeah, that's why. That's what it's all about. It's about the TV rights and the money. So if the bigger schools you have, the more money you can get. If Look at the SEC. They already have the strongest conference. And then they added Texas and Oklahoma, two legacy schools. In the future, they might add... Legends at losing. Yeah, <laughs> you're oh. right. They are both big Ellies. But Show they've me. got, I mean, but we've seen them at least win a, we've seen them each win a national championship in our lifetime too. Even though we were like in elementary and middle school, because like Oklahoma won in 2000. And I think Texas, that was 05. Yeah, so we yeah. young. Yeah. yeah, so we were youngsters, but hey, we saw it. But yeah, since I didn't see Oklahoma, I saw Texas though. Oh, true. I saw Oklahoma. It was 2000. So yeah, maybe you weren't watching college sports in 2000. I mean, I was watching Miami back in them days. True. Well, yeah, the national championship 2000, it was uh, Oklahoma and uh, Florida State. 
Miami got cheated by the BCS because they beat Florida State. They should have been in that national title game and they should have won. But that's another story for another day. See, because back then I was a real Miami fan. So I knew what was going on. But they went to the Sugar Bowl and they smoked Florida. That was a great day. Mm. Yeah, man. They don't even have a rivalry. Who? Miami and Florida. They do. I feel like the Georgia-Florida game is bigger. Of course it is. They're in the same conference. Yeah, that's true, obviously. I know they have a rivalry, and it's real because in the old NCAA football video games, I was always Miami in the dynasty mode. And when I would schedule Florida, there was a trophy I could win. So you know the rivalry is real when they have a trophy in it. Did Florida State and Miami ever have a rivalry? Are you kidding? That was one of the biggest rivalries in college football. That was a time where it was number one, arguably. Like, does it have a name? I don't think it has a name, but yeah, it's a rivalry. That's basically what I meant, like the Red River shit. Oh, uh, no, nah, I don't think it has a name like that. Uh, I don't think they had time. True. <laughs> Too bad Tennessee doesn't have a rivalry, even though it's Georgia and Georgia beats their ass all the time. Yeah, I think, yeah, Tennessee's rivals are um, Georgia, Florida, and Alabama. They have a rivalry with Alabama, too. Big time ops. Yeah. Thump them. Man, what happened to Tennessee? (laughs) I don't know why Tennessee football is always so whack. I mean, hey, it's a lot of competition. Look at it. It's not like Tennessee is a state that produces a lot of great football players. They have to rely on the talent around them the states around them, like Georgia and Florida. Or they lose their talent like Jalen Ramsey to people like Florida State. Yeah, exactly, because where would you rather go to school? Yeah, (laughs) I guess I would rather be in Tallahassee. Yeah, than the mountains of Tennessee. Get out of here. You're not even in Memphis. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in the Smoky Mountains. (laughs) Yeah, get out of here. You want to be a volunteer? Even though the partying is probably crazy, but Tallahassee ain't all that either. Hey, it ain't like close. no, it ain't no beach over there, or nothing. Hey, it's close. It's a panhandle of Florida, like yeah, it's close enough. I can maneuver. It's the panhandle. It ain't like yeah. I'd rather yeah. be in Daytona somewhere. You know what I'm saying or Jacksonville. Hey man, what they used to call Florida State Free Shoes University, man. They about that check, man. Oh yeah, I'm going there. Yeah, come on, man. I don't want to be NIL on before nil. I don't want to be on Peyton's place. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even him, he never boot Florida. Uh, yeah, you know, he's a big Ellie, too. <laughs> I mean, he has two Super Bowls. Yeah, you know, the Broncos definitely looked out. Oh, yeah, they definitely blessed him with that one. But, hey, and his defense blessed him. The Colts' defense was great. They gave him that Super Bowl MVP because he was a quarterback. Shout that was really the running backs. Shout out to Bob Sanders. Yeah, and shout out to Dominique Rhodes and Joseph Adai, Ghana's finest. Yeah, Dominique yeah. Rhodes was a, was a fool. Yeah, man. But uh, so all this college football stuff, do you think that'll make the college football game more exciting next year? I hope so, because college football be kind of lit sometimes. Like, if you're not doing nothing on a weekend and, like, you just happen to put on some college football, you'll see some crazy scores. Nah, it's hot. It's hot, like – Last, there was a week one Saturday, I was watching college football like all afternoon with my dad and one of my uncles. Shout out my uncle Samson. 
And I swear every game we turned to, it was coming down to the wire, like literally four games in a row, four or five games in a row. It was crazy. Like, yeah, college football is too next because they're younger. So they're more mistake prone and they're more geeked. So it makes it hot. Yeah, my brother is not even a college football fan. He's been watching college football like the last two years and fucking with it. Yeah, it's tight. And this all this super conference stuff is going to make it hotter because it's not going to be no more teams going undefeated anymore when you're literally in a super conference. But the teams that stink are really going to realize, yeah, what are we doing? Like the uh, Vanderbilts of the world? Um, the Missouris of the world? Yeah. Like they're about to really get lost. Like even in the, uh, the Big Ten, like Nebraska, they used to be something. They're really cooking. Oh yeah, they were. They were something. They win. I think I saw them win. A, um, now you saw them get flu flammed by Miami. Oh, true. That's what you saw. Nebraska was a powerhouse. Yeah, they used to be a problem, but they're the same thing like Tennessee. They got to rely on the people around them to get talent. Most notably, Texas. But yeah, them kids don't want to go there no more. They're going to Alabama. Like, think about it. When we were younger, Alabama wasn't what they are now. Alabama used to be the shit in the 60s and 70s, but when the 90s, 2000s, they weren't yeah, Alabama bad. wasn't shit. Yeah, Nick Saban brought them back. Like, LSU used to not be a problem until Nick Saban again. He brought those, he, he made those Southern boys, he made, he helped make the SEC hot because, like, growing up, the SEC was nice, but it wasn't like the dominant conference like it is now. Like the Big Ten and the uh, Big Twelve were arguing with them for a while. And Pac Ten was doing their thing. And eh, not really. Well, just, just USC. USC. Yeah, <laughs> that's why the conference is dead because USC is gone. Hey, Oregon, yeah, that Phil Knight money is cool, but uh, y'all haven't won no national title yet. Vanderbilt need to link up and becoming a. Wax smart conference with like Duke and like Wake Forest. Oh, uh, like nah, I, what the ACC before we go, but the, what the ACC needs to do is they need to focus and try to maybe try to do a super basketball conference or something. I don't know if everybody else is going to football, you know, you can't make a super conference like the SEC and the Big Ten are doing. Just focus on college basketball. Try to make a dope college basketball conference because that's what y'all are historically anyways, a great college basketball conference. Don't die like the Big East did because the Big East used to be the greatest basketball conference, but football took over and they're cooked. Don't be like that ACC boss your life up. I wish Maryland and West Virginia can be better and play in the ACC. And Virginia Tech could get better, too. Maryland left. You know, Maryland wanted that money. They wanted that football money. They went to the Big Ten and got cooked. Now they're just good at women's basketball. And having Under Armour. Yeah, and Virginia and West Virginia, they went to the Big 12. And now look at them lost. That conference is cooked. So, yeah, they might as well try to come to the ACC. They cool at basketball. Yeah, you talking about the Mountaineers? Yeah. Yeah, they're not bad. Maryland, dang, they only won that one national title and never did anything. I mean, they never won anything before that. That was a miracle they got that. Shout out Juan Dixon. You know what this area is about. Definitely shout out Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, Steve Blake, that whole squad, Gary Williams. But you know what this area is about? The talent doesn't want to stay here. They want to leave. 
how can you have build a dynasty when Carmelo is going to Syracuse, Ty Lawson's going to North Carolina, Beasley's going to Kansas State, Durant's going to Texas. If you can't recruit Markel Fultz going to Washington. Yeah, if you can't recruit your players, how are you going to build a powerhouse? That's why this area is weird. It's like Northern Virginia, the DMV, it creates the top five almost every year in football, people that go to Division One in football and basketball, but there's no powerhouse program from here. Rudy Gay, where he go again? UConn. And then Roy Hibbert State. Yeah, salute to him. Georgetown, the last time they were good, him and Jeff Green. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, hey, man, that's what the DMV is about. Until we came around, we're going to make it cool to stay around and make something happen. Chopper Suit Convos, episode 20. You got any last words, Jamal? Um, shout out to rats, snakes, chickens, ducks. This is a DJ Manny. We're fresh. Say no more. It's my last we, statement. We out.